You're listening to the Clear Your Blocks to Glowing Health podcast with Anna King. Anna is a wellness coach and EFT practitioner who specializes in helping you clear what's blocking you from a level of health you can love. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the disclaimer located at AnnaKingCoaching.com or in the show notes below and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast number 18. I have been chomping at the bit to unpack this particular topic, and we're going to take three different podcasts to give it its due. So this um, whole set of of, um, podcasts is all about healing your relationship with food, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited to support Anyone who's dealing with this particular challenge, and I feel like there are a lot of people out there, whether they're whether they know it or not, that have a sort of gnarly struggle with relationship with food. And if I can, in some way, save some of the um, save some challenge or some you know anxiety, save you some stress, then I want to do that. So this. Um, when I, I just want to quickly define what it means, you know, when I say healing your relationship with food, you know, we live in a culture where there's so much emotion around, um, and and so many emotional associations to food itself. You know, there's so many, um, there's so much media, there's so many billboards, there's so, so much emotion associated with our relationship with food. And it can be very difficult to have uh, to even know, do I have a healthy relationship with food? And and I think the simplest way is is to, you know to know if you if you are clear and and healthy on an emotional level um, is is if you're able to say yes or no to certain foods without stress or struggle or anxiety. And if it is if it's pretty simple, you do what you know to do. Then then this podcast is probably not for you, though you might find it interesting for the sake of someone else. But for many people, um, you know, this is a huge key in being able to move forward on the path of health. And if they don't heal their relationship with food, then no matter what diet, what health protocol, whatever exercise regimen or supplements, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're not able to have a really um, stress-free, clear, healthy relationship with food, then it, it just is, it's going to blow the whole thing. And that really was my experience. And so I'm going to take, you know, three different podcasts to unpack, um, some of the main topics that I think are key to understanding what's going on underneath the surface when it comes to this really interesting behavior of, you know, cravings or emotional eating or self-sabotage. So th- those are some of the main challenges that, uh, that, that people ran into. So today I'm going to share just a little bit more about my history and my background with this topic and just be as authentic as I can, again, to support you in whatever it is that you're dealing with on a personal level and in hopes that you'll find some, some support in your journey. And, uh, and, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about, about self-sabotage because I think that's a really important key. And then in part two of this, this, uh, podcast, 
I'm going to go into food cravings and what I call food associations, the way the the, the brain associates um, certain feelings with food and how to work with that. And then in part three, we're going to talk about stress eating and emotional eating, which is a huge key, huge thing uh, to, to, to sort through. So first off, just um, from my own story, you know, I found myself uh, an emotional eater and really in my early teens. And I don't really even know when it started. I think it was fairly early on. And uh, I didn't know at the time that I was a fairly stressed, anxious child. I really felt like I was a pretty happy child. And I did have a pretty happy childhood in many, many ways and had a lot of safety in my life and really good practical and spiritual support and um, you know, grew up feeling loved and cared for and all those things. But at a certain point, somewhere along the way, I developed this this connection to food being able to calm down stress. And I didn't know it. I just knew that I would, when I when I felt like, you know, really stressed out or bored or whatever, I'd find myself, you know, in the pantry or opening the refrigerator door and trying to figure out what to eat and and uh, and then kind of being a little bit mystified that I found myself there. And just not really knowing, you know, what was going on. And and in those days, I, I don't feel like there was near as much of an awareness around stress eating or emotional eating or eating disorders. I didn't really even know about any of that. So, you know, fast forward to mid-teens, you know, I find myself struggling with my body image and with weight gain and with skin issues and digestive problems and really feeling, you know, pretty frustrated especially since I grew up in a pretty health-centered, you know, health-conscious family and had a lot of knowledge around what to do to, you know, to feel good, um, what to do for health. And so it was a little bit mystifying or a lot mystifying, but again, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't really even know how to talk about it. And I remember um, at some point, uh, probably in later teens, 18 or 19, sitting down with one of my mentors and saying like, I have so much shame around this, but I feel like I have some kind of eating disorder. I feel like I have some big problem, you know, in my relationship with food. And it did feel really helpful to say it, but it was also, I also had no idea how much shame was sh- that I had sort of absorbed or heaped on myself and, um, and I just knew that I was, I was either, I was pendulum swinging to stress eating and, and emotionally eating. And then I would try to not eat at all and kind of, you know, pendulum swing to the opposite side. And I just knew it wasn't healthy. I also knew that it was siphoning creative energy out of my life. And, and it was, it, I was obsessed with my body. I was obsessed with my weight. I was obsessed with food and it just was taking a lot of mental and emotional energy. So my mentor was very, very sweet, very kind. And she, she didn't really have a lot of practical support. She just was a good listening ear and and that was helpful. But I just felt like, man, there's gotta be more. And so in my mid twenties, I went to, um, I I attended a conference by, uh, Mark David, who is the, the founder of the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. And they do a beautiful job of deconstructing and demystifying the whole emotional relationship with food and what's going on underneath that. And I, I went to that conference and had a lot of aha moments. and It was really wonderful. And it really helped me wrap my mind around what could be going on 
and what was maybe at play and maybe what situations had happened in my life that were creating some of the challenges that I was going through. But even then, having the knowledge was just simply not enough for me to heal. I, I knew more of what was going on in terms of what my triggers were. I could, I could really feel my body a little bit more and, and observe when I was stressed and when I was feeling anxious. But I did not, I wasn't at the point where I, um, I actually felt like I was healed. I only felt like I knew more about my problem. I knew more about this challenge. I knew what my triggers were. But it didn't feel healed or cleared. And so I just really kept looking. I kept trying to find what actually does it for me. You know, what actually is going to heal this where I'm not having to manage it or think about it all the time. And somewhere along the way, I read a book where the, the author was talking about a very severe eating disorder that she was experiencing. And it got to the point where she had to check herself into an eating disorder treatment facility. And, and it was a very long sort of ordeal of unpacking what the causes of that were. Um, but one of the things that she said really stuck out to me. She said, never let anyone tell you that what you're dealing with cannot be healed. It doesn't have to just be managed. It actually can be healed. And I am living proof of that. And, and definitely by all, um, by all accounts, it, she fully healed from her eating disorder, from her health, unhealthy relationship with food. And so that really encouraged me to keep on looking for what, what's going what's gonna to really support my own system in healing from this, where it's no longer an obsessive compulsive challenge. And so then when I was in, um, I was in Scotland and I think I've told this story before, but I was on a, a trip with, uh, with my, um, aunt and uncle and my sister and it was an amazing trip, but I was, I was really struggling during that trip because I, um, you know, when you're out of your normal environment and things are not as much in, con in control, when you have, um, an eating disorder or you have, this unhealthy relationship with food, you can definitely feel more anxious and more out of control because you're not in control. You're, you're very much having to kind of go with the flow being out of the country and all that. So I opened up my email while I was in my hotel room and, and I saw this um, offering of this online certification course for healing your relationship with food and weight loss and working with body image and all of those those issues that I was at that time really dealing with. And it used this tool, which is what I use now, the emotional freedom technique, the EFT tapping. And uh, what I thought was interesting about this and something I had not tried before is it was, it went beyond the conscious mind. It worked with the deeper part of the mind to help get it on board with what you're really wanting to create. And it also was really good at working with trauma and working with the emotional center of the brain, which is the limbic system, and really helping kind of rewire that. So I, I took the course and, you know, interestingly enough, I sort of sabotaged myself throughout the first six months of the course. Like I, part of me wanted to do this and part of me didn't. And it was all part of the process because I learned a lot about self-sabotage and, and what's going on with self-sabotage. But uh, I, I did that course and uh, became certified in, in EFT tapping specifically for working with emotional eating and food cravings and, and self-sabotage and all of those particular challenges. 
and then I I uh, discovered a guy by the name of John Gabriel, which you may have heard of him. He's just a an amazing person, and uh, I've always had a lot of respect for him. But he was someone who um, was over four hundred pounds, and he worked. He used visualization to help work with the subconscious mind to get it on board with what he was trying to create because. He had done a ton of diets, like the Atkins diet, and a bun. He'll, he'd just go from diet to diet, trying to lose the the weight. And he discovered that there was something really blocking his body's ability to be on board with that. And he started getting to those underlying reasons and using visualization to do that. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. And and you know, at the time, I wasn't really into visualization because it was a little woo woo to me. But I thought, you know, what's interesting is that we visualize all the time. Like, I'm actually visualizing negatively all the time. So why don't I just learn how to visualize in a really life-giving, positive way rather than visualizing negatively? So I started adding the concepts of visualization to my work. And at that, by that point, I was working with clients and really trying to support them. And uh, so, so what ended up happening was I combined a bunch of different modalities together to work specifically with healing the relationship with food, the food associations, the, um, the stress eating, the emotional eating, the self-sabotage, the things that keep us from being able to really become successful and feel okay with being successful. Because what I found for many people, especially women, that they're not as afraid of failure as much as they're afraid of success. And success means a lot of things that sometimes can feel scary or overwhelming. And so it's really important to help the, um, the, the deeper mind feel safe to be successful. So uh, just to wrap up this first little segment here, there's a couple takeaways that really helped me that I just want to mention. One is that it's so important when you're working with your relationship with food to know how to work with your subconscious mind. Because the subconscious mind is basically like the the elephant and you're in in uh, just imagine an elephant who that that is it's it's big, it's powerful, it is very uh, intelligent. And then you have a rider that's sitting on top of the, the elephant, and the rider is like our conscious mind, our, our rationalizing thinking mind. And let's say that the rider thinks that we need to go north, and the elephant thinks we need to go south. Um, the elephant is, is basically the 95% of our mind, which is the subconscious mind, and it stores emotions and memories and self-beliefs. And that conscious mind has all sorts of great ideas but it's just not near as powerful as that subconscious mind. And uh, if we know how to work with the subconscious mind, then we're not like the elephant and the rider fighting each other because obviously if they don't agree, guess who's going to end up winning, right? The the elephant's going to win every single time. And that is what's going to happen if you do not, if you're just trying to manage your subconscious mind rather than actually heal it and get it on board with what you're wanting to create in your life. The other thing that I think is really noteworthy is that really understand that if you have an unhealthy relationship with food or you're dealing with an eating disorder, it really isn't as much about the food. It's about the unprocessed emotions and beliefs underneath the behavior a very small portion of it is actually about the food, and that's usually due to the processed, 
you know, un- confusing, what I call confusing foods that we're inundated with that are very addictive and they're very stimulating and, and those make, it makes it difficult. But when it really comes down to it, it's a lot, a lot of it is around the emotions and the beliefs that have not been processed. But once they're processed, then the need for the food kind of just dissipates. And, and remember when, when you're healing your relationship with food, it it doesn't mean that you never get to have the fun foods that you enjoy right now. It just means that your consciousness, the true self, the true you is, is back in power rather than the food having power over you. So what we have to learn to do is to become embodied. We have to learn how to come back to ourselves, to come back to our, our true self, not the programmed self that um, is maybe showing up a lot of the time um, in, in that unhealthy relationship with food. So, okay, so I'm going to close it off there. In the next audio, we're going to talk about food associations and cravings and how to work with that. And uh, hopefully it will just be um, supportive and helpful to you in your journey. All right. That's all for now. Lots of love to you all. If you want to go from concept to experience, from idea to action, get coaching, community, and retreats by joining the core community, a health-conscious, heart-centered, growth-minded community that will help you thrive. Go to AnnaKingCoaching.com to find out more.